are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together we'll find the ideal path on the Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. The very first time I spoke to Cassandra Carter, I knew she was someone we could learn from. She belies that ridiculous notion that people who are deeply immersed in technology have no people skills. Cassandra deeply connects with people from the first moment you meet her. And she has some tremendous insights into how we can work better so that our children can learn, especially in these crazy times that we've been going through. Stay tuned and listen to what Cassandra has to say. So I'm pleased to have on the Way to Wow show Cassandra Carter, who's a native of Roosevelt, Long Island, New York, uh, one of my favorite places, Long Island. Um, And she has been an information technology person for 17 years in all facets of the field. But then... Um, In 2019, she had the opportunity to get into teaching, and I'm going to read this because I candidly had never heard this before. So she's teaching IT in a a BOCI, I guess it's pronounced, a Board of Cooperative Educational Service classroom to high school students with special needs. And I guess because she'd been in technology, other parts of technology her whole career, it was with some trepidation uh, that she approached becoming a teacher. And then Cassandra found that this was really her metier. So then COVID-19 hit and she had to pivot from teaching IT in the classroom to teaching uh, online. And so she started a company called Complex Simple And she's providing IT training to high school and special needs students and helping to become CompTIA certified. So Cassandra, welcome to the Way to Wow show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So first of all, I just clarify for for, for me and also the viewers, what is, is is it pronounced BOCI? BOCI's. Yes, BOCI's uh, is a... um, it's a, uh, an organization, uh, a part of the educational system that teaches uh, children with special needs or um, people who have ADHD or, you know, whatever have you, any kind of uh, special needs. It teaches them a trade. So they, it's a wonderful program. Um, they teach uh, uh, carpentry. One of their biggest programs is cosmetology. Um, they teach uh, automotive, um, a whole list of, of things that they teach. And I happen to have been approached to teach uh, the kids uh, IT specialists, to become an IT specialist. And so is this program designed to help them live more independently? Is that? Uh, yes, but also uh, in a ways to have more opportunities open to them. A lot of them get their high school diploma and such, and really that's really it. And so um, with everything changing now, especially with COVID, um, uh, the program that I was hired to teach would get these, my students, would get them uh, certified by CompTIA. CompTIA is, is the IT industry standard. 
So if they were to get their certification in CompTIA, be it IT Fundamentals, A+, or Network+, Plus, or even Security+, Plus, they would be certified uh, to, to work in the work field by CompTIA. And they would be able to take that certification just about anywhere uh, uh, to any company that's looking to hire uh, specifically people who have that, that particular certification. I see. And is this a nationwide program or is this something just in New York? No, BOCES, from what I understand, is, is uh, pretty much uh, nationwide. Um, they may call it something different, some places might, but for the, for the most part, especially in New York, it's, it's BOCES. BOCES, I see. So um, how has it been transitioning from teaching in the classroom to teaching online? How, how, how has that gone for you? Well, for the most part, most of my, my learning has been online. I, I received my associate's degree in a conventional uh, classroom. Uh, but any time after that, even with me trying to, to obtain my bachelor's, it's always been online. So for me, learning online was, was nothing and being taught online was nothing. Uh, but for the kids, it's been kind of bittersweet for some of them. Some of them have actually um, soared, like, uh, like their grades have been great. Um, everything has been great, you know, but some of them need that one-on-one -on -one personal touch, uh, a teacher that they can be in contact with to say, listen, I have a problem with this. Can you help me with that? You know, that kind of thing. So my, 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 my students, um, uh, my, I have private students that became my st private students from the classroom. So the parents really enjoyed the work that I had done with their, with their kids. And then they contracted with me to do private work for them. So it's been, depending on the student, it's been kind of, kind of different. The experience is different. So what, can, can you be more specific with some of the, ch and you, are you working exclusively with special needs uh, students? No, or? no. Uh, it just so happens that, that the, my first uh, set of students that I had came from my classroom that I was in, oh, okay. and they have special needs. But I work with, with uh, uh, kids that uh, want to get into the field of IT, um, and uh, especially high school students, they really, they want something in IT, they just don't know what. Uh, and the field of information technology is very broad. I mean, you have help desk, you have technical support, you have networks, you have security, you have coding, you have, website design. It's just so many, it's so broad. It's a very broad field. And a lot of kids really don't know how to maneuver and navigate through the information to find out which is the best avenue for them to take. So can, can you be more specific in some of the, the, the challenges that some of your students have had to overcome? In the classroom or online? Uh, online, online. Online, um, a lot of them, especially with Zoom, Zoom has a lot of bells and whistles. And with a lot of, some of my students, uh, it's a bit too distracting. They're easily distracted. So a lot of them elect to go to something like Google Classroom or something like that, where it's not like too many bells and whistles. Um, definitely the, um, the time, the time structure. The, I have a great niece who uh, has ODD. And one of the issues that I found with the special needs is that they, they, they have to have structure. They have to have a set time that something begins, a set time that it ends. Some of them need to actually be told when they're going to transition 
Like my niece, she has a problem with, okay, we're, we're, we're done with math now. Now we're going to do science. She needs to be told that ahead of time so that it, mentally she can transition. So a lot of my kids were having problems with that as well. So for a parent whose, whose child is you know, going to an online school, what are some of the things that they can do to help their child be more successful? I think all parents are concerned about that. I, I know I, I certainly was. My daughter went to online school for a while, and it really was not a good, um, a, a good experience for her. As much as she enjoys being online, playing you know, video games or watching videos or whatever, um, and my wife and I were candidly at a loss as to how, how to help her. I think a lot of parents are struggling with this. So what can we do? Well, um, number one, I, I, I'm not a parent, but I do acknowledge the fact that uh, it's, especially with COVID, it has been very difficult for a lot of parents, you know, because a lot of them, uh, if they're fortunate enough to work from home, they have to work from home and then tend to the child and, you know, child's education, whereas before the child was in school and they didn't, you know, they could tend to whatever it is they had to tend to. My advice to a lot of parents is to talk to their kids about what, about whatever issues they seem to be having with online learning. The, uh, the thing about, about this generation is getting them to open up about the things that affect them. And they want to see, they want to know, they have to feel that someone cares. So by the parent asking them, how are you doing in school? Is there anything uh, that, that we could do as your parents to help you navigate through, uh, you know, through online? The parent may need to get a tutor or of some kind of someone like myself to help them, you know, with, with, you know, whatever struggles their child is going through, because just as they're going through the struggles, their child is also going through struggles too, especially the social part. They don't have their friends around them to talk to them and laugh with them and tell them jokes and, oh, listen, look at what I saw online. Like they don't have that anymore. So now there's a social component that these kids are now without. And so that's one of the things that they can definitely do to help their child uh, succeed is to get them talking, get them talking and letting them know, listen, I know this is hard and I'm trying, I, I'm, I'm going to do my best to help you out, but you have to tell me what I need to do. You need to tell me what you want. You need to tell me how you feel. That's definitely one major way they could help. So <laughs> my guess is you don't have a, a lot of difficulty getting kids talk to you. You're you you have a certain way about you that yeah. it, it strikes. <laughs> That's what I'm told. I'm told. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so um, I, I would say you know that is not at the top of my skill set. Getting my daughter to talk to me. So uh, can it, aside from from asking her questions, uh, can you suggest some other ways that I could? Um, engage with my daughter, and, and, and likewise other parents who, like me, you know, struggle with this, um, that would encourage her to, to open up to, to start talking? Well, another good way is to, if you can, I realize some parents can't because they're working, but if, any, if there are any classes that you're able to sit with her and, and do with her and, and, and kind of feel like what she's going through and kind of be in her world. Because with kids these days, from what I've been told, I had 25 kids in um, two classes, the AM class and the PM class. And 
they want to talk. They they need they want to talk. They want to engage. The thing is, there's a disconnect. Now I'm 47 years old. My kids were in their teens, and so there was a there was at first a disconnect there. But then, the thing is, trying to find out what we had in common, and IT was what we all had in common. So I never uh, put up that role that I'm the teacher, even though they knew, um, they gave me that respect. I'm the teacher, you're the student, that's just how it is. But it was me also getting to know and learn a lot of them. I had some kids in my class that were transgender. I had some kids in my class that were, uh, that were gay. I had some kids in my class that um, were um, pansexual. And these are things in terminology that I was not familiar with. So they had to teach me. So it wasn't just me teaching them IT. I was teaching them IT and, and how to navigate in the world from an IT perspective and a career perspective. But they were teaching me how to engage with them. And so I think as adults, older adults, we kind of forget that because we weren't raised in that kind of you know, era. Whereas these kids, uh, we, they, need to have, they need to have space to say what they need to say to us and be who they are and know that we love them and accept them for who and what they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for the parent who finds him or herself functionally estranged from their children, mm -hmm. what, what advice could you give them um, to help them re-engage and reconnect? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. It is the key to any relationship because when you're a parent, again, I'm not a parent, but when you're a parent and you have a child and you're trying to, trying to um, connect with them, a lot of kids think of their parents as larger than life. It's like they're, they're the powers that be, quote unquote. And it's, sometimes they have, you know, there's the language barrier, there's the age barrier. Um, there are certain, certain ways that my kids would convey or talk to me that in some ways I would feel was kind of disrespectful. They use a lot of profanity. But I realized that that was from the environment that they come from. And I was teaching them something different. I was teaching them a way, a different way to express themselves other than the other than the environment that they came from. So even though, but even though they would let some F-bombs go and all that other stuff, they would say to me, you know what, Ms. Carter, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you don't like it and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, and I'll, I'll do better. But it was never that kind of thing where it was like, listen, I told you about that cursing. Don't curse at me. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just that, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that's your environment. Your family uses profanity. Your friends use profanity. So you use profanity. However, I want to teach you a different way how to do that. Mm. And so it's conversational as opposed to being disciplin disciplinary. So conversational rather than confrontational. Yes, exactly. Because as soon as you start with the confrontation, they automatically shut down. Because they get enough, especially kids with special needs. They're always being given the impression that they don't matter. They've been given the impression that, um, you know, the, the school district doesn't care about them. The school districts, some school districts don't. Uh, and they kind of throw them off to the side because they feel like, listen, this person has a learning disability. How far in life do they really think they're going to go? And, and it's unfortunate, but some people think that way. 
But these kids, the kids that I taught were some very, very, very bright kids. They just need someone to care and guide them in the right direction. So, Cassandra, for, for parents and for children who, who want to connect better, give us your, you know, 30-second blast of, of, of wisdom um, that, that they can use as an action item to start working in, in, to, toward, that, toward that goal. Communication. Communication is very, very key. Understanding that uh, the parent has a way that they communicate, the child has a way, or the young adult has a way that they communicate. Understanding and asking questions about how they communicate and actually listening uh, to to hear what they're saying, not listening to respond. Uh, That helps a great deal. Like I said, these kids, they want to talk. They want to engage. They just want to hear and feel and know that you're hearing what they're saying, not to respond to what they're saying, but to really hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope I don't embarrass you by saying that you have encapsulated such tremendous wisdom in relationships between parent and child. I know you've mentioned several times you're not a parent, although it, it, it sounds like you were um, a few years ago, um, but I guess sometimes it takes that person who's not immediately involved directly in the, the challenge, right, to, to, have, to be able to step back and see it. I, I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate you spending the time with us today to it's help my uh, myself my and all of the parents out. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us this week. Wasn't Cassandra Carter amazing, such deep insights with such humility. I I hope you'll all take on board her advice to communicate with your kids and listen for understanding, not not just to come up with a good response. And by the way, I think we could do that with our spouses, our friends, our co-workers. Probably everybody could use a dose of that from us. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, You are still my bell.